This reading is from Romans chapter 6. What shall we say? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. If we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him, for we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died... He died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Now turning to Galatians. Chapter 5. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Chris is going to um, not only speak today, but open our new series that will walk us through our Easter season this year. So let's pray for Chris as he prepares to speak to us. Father, we thank you for your love, which goes before us, which shapes and fashions us into your image. We thank you that through um, the gospel accounts of this week, you reveal your son as the saviour of the world and as our Redeemer. Through Chris's words this morning, Father, would you reveal Jesus to us, that we might have the deepest and fullest revelation of your Son, so that our lives may be built on the foundation of your Gospel. Hmm. We ask this in Jesus' name. Yes. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Matthew. Good morning, everyone. How are you? You are right? Okay. So my name's Chris. I'm a Baptist minister. I uh, lead the Light Project as a, a charity based all over the country. And my role is to let others in on what we've got as followers of Jesus. So I spend most of my time uh, in cafes, on the streets, in pubs, uh, sharing the good news of Jesus. Uh, today we start our new series of Freedom 
in Christ. And we're looking at how to be dead to our old selves. And there's a wonderful link for us today with Palm Sunday because the crowds shouted as Jesus rode into Jerusalem, Hosanna. Uh, What does Hosanna mean? (laughs) Does anyone know? Praise? Save save us. So, God's Lord, save us. Hosanna. The crowds cheered and shouted, Hosanna, Hosanna, Lord, save us. And I don't know about you, but as a follower of Jesus, I often end up doing the things that I don't want to do. And the things that I desperately want to do, I don't. And I often say, Lord, save me. And our theme today of being dead to our old lives, the lives we had before believing in Jesus, is apt for today, for Palm Sunday. On Friday, I met Justin. He wanted a latte. Uh, So I went to Greg's, the baker's. I was in pool with one of uh, my students. And we had a couple of hours and we decided we would just go out and meet people and see what happened. We met Justin, he was uh, begging on on the streets and he he asked for a latte with two sugars. But before I got him the latte with two sugars, um, I thought, I need to give him something else. I know, I'll bring him a candle. So I went into one of the shops and got a beautiful white candle. And uh, as I brought the the latte and the candle with Sam, the student, Sam said, you know what I've got in my bag? I've got a picture that I've done about Jesus being light in darkness. So we were able to give him the latte and we sat with him. I love sitting with people on the streets. I've made quite a bit of money doing that, I must admit. Um, People do come up to me and give me money, seriously. Or they give me food for my dog. Uh, which isn't my dog, it's the person that I'm sitting with. Uh, one guy gave me a fiver once um, and said, how long have you been on the streets? I said, oh, about 20 minutes. And, um, <laughs> but I love sitting, and I was sitting with this guy, and we were talking, and I gave him the candle. I said, I think this is really important for you. He said, you know what? This is spot on. My sister has cancer, and he poured out his heart about his sister And I felt for this man. I really felt for him. I ended up praying with him and Sam gave him the picture. And and Justin was so chuffed with the latte and the candle and the picture and that we would pray. But I want to say to you that um, my life hasn't always been like that. I was the most selfish teenager that you could imagine. I lived to make money to spend on the things that I wanted. Usually drink and I smoked a lot. And I was, the, I was the most selfish person. I just didn't give a monkeys about anyone. Didn't care at all for anyone. But when I became a Christian, I could not stop but love people. And I had a new life. And this morning we're looking at the new life that we have and being dead to the old life. On Thursday evening, I spoke at uh, a skate park. This is a picture of Sam uh, sharing his story. He did really well. My talk just 
didn't go down well at all. And I felt awful. Young people were just talking and they weren't paying attention. I had some amazing tricks. I used balloons and they just didn't listen. And it was infuriating. It was, and I really struggled to give the talk. And I was really amazed when afterwards seven young people said yes to a new life with Jesus. I was really shocked, I want to be honest with you, because my talk was so rubbish. (laughs) It just didn't work. But yet seven young skaters in this skate park and cafe said that they wanted a new life. And they chose that evening to be dead to their old selves. And I want to ask, how? How can we, as followers of Jesus, have this freedom and to be dead to the old nature, the old selves that we were before knowing Jesus? Well, I want to bring to us three pointers, three lessons from the Word that will help us. First is keep in step. I don't know if you caught it, it was uh, right at the end of the reading that was brought to us. Keep in step with the Holy Spirit. I asked Seth if I could share this story. You see, when he was a little toddler, he would love to step on my feet. Have you done that with your children? And you you step on the feet and you, you walk like that, don't you? I won't do it now because my feet would be crushed. But it's the most beautiful thing when you keep in step and children step upon your feet. And this is what Paul is teaching us in the scripture to keep in step. The main way that I believe we can do that is to do the things you know you should do. (laughs) To do the things that you know you should do. To be obedient Perhaps this morning you will hear something that I will speak, Matthew will share, something that we'll sing in a song, and it will prompt you to do something. I wonder whether you will. To keep in step with the Spirit. To practice listening to God and to grow in His instruction. And you are bound to feel, is it me or is it God? Is it me? Or is it God? But to be obedient to that voice of the Holy Spirit that says, keep in step with me. One Palm Sunday, um, I came up with an incredibly wacky idea. Now, what what are these called? Palms, aren't they? (laughs) So I was out just walking and praying and I had this idea and I thought, is it me? Is it God? You see, it's a really stupid idea. And it was an idea for my role as city centre chaplain in Peterborough. And that was to do free palm cross readings. And, and I thought, this is just, this is such a silly idea, but I'm going to do it. And I was working with a student who said, you know what, Chris, you might get one or two people come and sit and have a free palm cross reading. Uh, but I'm going to be really busy because I'm giving away chocolate Easter eggs. And I agreed. See, the idea was that people would sit and I would write a word of knowledge, uh, something that I believe would be from God's heart to their heart, on the palm cross and give it to them. 
Well, on this Sunday morning, Palm Sunday, with my bowl of palm crosses and my two wooden chairs in the city centre of Peterborough, I set up, uh, and after about 10 minutes, I had a queue. And one after the other, after the other, people came up and asked for their free palm cross readings. And I would explain, I'd say, I'm going to write something that I believe is from God, it's for you. I would even did some little pictures. One business lady, um, uh, very smartly dressed, she sat in front of me. She said, what are you going to write? I said, I don't know yet, I'm just going to pray, I'm going to write something for you. And I wrote it out, and she looked at it, and I said, are you okay? She went, that is amazing. She went up to her husband, who was by the Easter eggs, and said, look, I didn't even tell him anything. Look what he wrote. I don't even remember what I wrote. Look what he wrote. You go and have a go. And her rather burly, tattooed husband queued up and sat in front of me, and he said, first words, I suppose you're going to tell me what a sinner I am. I said, no, I'm going to encourage you and I'm going to tell you how loved you are by God. And I wrote some words on the palm cross and I gave it to him and this big burly tattooed fella just sat there crying. It was a a crazy idea, but I was willing to be obedient to do this crazy idea. And I believe that step of obedience brought some incredible palm Sunday results. So we need to keep in step with the Holy Spirit, to keep practicing, listening. Secondly, we have died to the old self. I believe we need to remind ourselves of our position as followers of Jesus. Those who have come to know Jesus are new creations. We are new. We've been washed clean. I love the symbolism that Paul uses in Romans of baptism, the washing, the burying under of the old to the new. And as a Baptist minister, I particularly like that because it's a kind of right under the water and up. But this sense of burying of the old life that has been gone and the new life that is ours. This process of being sanctified, of becoming more and more like Jesus, needs to take time to catch up with our justification. We've been justified because of what Jesus has done. And I wonder this morning if you need reminding that you have been given a new life. You have died to the old self. How? Because of what Jesus has done. That free gift of his life for you and for me. That free gift. And accepting it and believing it changes how we live our lives. I wonder if you need to remind yourself this morning that the old self, has been crucified. Lastly, I believe that we need to uh, not let sin reign. Do not let sin reign, it says in Romans 6. You've probably come across this story of a man trying to describe the old life and the new life. And 
He, he tries to find the words that describe the things that he doesn't really want to do, but he ends up doing. And the life that he really longs for, following Jesus and living a pure life, he seems to mess up with. And he tries to describe it like this, describing two dogs that live within him. And the story goes that it's the, the dog that he feeds is the dog that always wins. These two, two dogs fight, but it's the dog that he feeds within him is the dog that always wins. I wonder, what are you feeding yourself on? How are you nourishing yourself as a Christian? What are the things that you do to help you live this new life? And if we're feeding the, the flesh, as the Bible calls it, that's everything that lives in uh, against God, it, we're going to struggle and, and sin will reign. We need to allow the word to feed us. I wonder if you have that opportunity every day to sit and open up the Bible and read God's word for yourself. The powerful words that will speak to you and feed you. And when we do that, Paul declares that sin shall not be our master. So, how can we be dead to our old selves? We need to keep in step with the Spirit. Keep practicing, keep listening, keep being obedient to do the things that you think... I need to do that. I need to call round to my neighbour. I need to be able to phone or give a gift. Secondly, to believe that we have died to the old self. And thirdly, to not let sin reign. I'm going to um, finish by reading a poem that I've written called Known and Loved. And I'd like to use it as a prayer. Uh, I've just reminded this morning that perhaps we need to know that we are loved by God. Before we look at how can we live this new life and be dead to the old, we need to know that we are loved and we are loved and we are loved. Am I known? Is there anyone out there, up there, right here, who sees the in and the out, the good, the bad, heartache, the ugly side that I hide? Am I known? Oh, to be known, searched through and held in heavenly Father-like hands, to be at peace, striving cease, fear gone, insecurities buried deep, I want to be known. Am I loved? Unconditionally, purely, set free from, by the love of the one who says, I am love. Oh, to be loved deep down, where I niggle and long for acceptance. Am I loved? Loved by the one who laid down his life all for me undeserved gift, freely given for me. Yes, I am known.
are not thrown away. Yes, I am loved and I am even liked by the living God who has made the way for me to start again, forgiven, stains removed, shame wiped clean. Let me know that I am known and loved. In Jesus' name, amen.